following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rockstars they are and God bless them for that. The show is moving in another direction. Name something you see in a ski lodge. Skis. I said, so uh, Harry, did you hear? Uh, Mom is going to start skiing. And he said, oh, that'll be great. I'm so excited. And then Regina says, is it slippery? Looks like someone took the slow train from Philly. Now, I don't understand that banter at all. Perfectly ordinary banter, Squiffy. The skeleton took a shower. I gotta tell you, my weirdo meter is at 11. Now get me, Savior! Up in the air. It's caught. Touchdown, Patriots! Hunter Henry. We have made it to week one. Congratulations. By the way, before we go any further, yes, I have stolen this bit for Kevin Sheehan, who does it twice a season. On Dallas week. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is our kickoff special. Fifth year we have done this now. As we get ready for week one of the 2022 Commanders season. Commanders in Jacksonville, one o'clock Sunday at FedEx Field. Let's go. We have actually got real live, honest to God football to talk about this week. We are going to hear from Ron Rivera and Carson Wentz. And yes, amazingly, they are actually going to be talking about game preparation. Imagine that. Not only that, but our good friend Chad Ryan from the Washington Rap will join us from halfway around the world. Chad is a resident of North Melbourne, Australia. We're going to get his thoughts on the season as well. So here we are, and I think you have probably by now all heard the vibe that's going on this week. Yeah, the sharp money is on Jacksonville right now, taking a line that started out at three and a half and is down to, as we record this show today, two and a half points. Still think that all things being equal, the commanders should come out of this with a win. Uh, again, this has been my thought from the time that Carson Wentz was traded from the Colts. This team won seven games with a backup quarterback last year. This team now has a guy who had a really bad 2020 season. Had a pretty decent 2021 season, with the exception of losing to the Jaguars in Week 17. Uh, has had a season in which he's won 11 of 13 starts, gotten hurt and watched his team close the deal and win a Super Bowl championship and a couple of other pretty decent seasons as well. Um, Carson Wentz is the best quarterback talent-wise that this team has had in at least 10 years and maybe more. So given all that, considering that they won with, as I said, a backup quarterback and a defense that half of which was out with covid during the stretch run, there's no excuse for this team not to win at least 10 games this year. Now, whether that happens or not is a completely different kettle of fish. And we're going to talk with Chad about some of what are some of the things he's optimistic about this year and some of the things that concern him. And I think it's the things that concern me too, most of them being on defense. And if Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, actually possesses the chops to be able to coach this unit up 
and make them something close to what they were two years ago. If he does that, then this team could be a real sleeper this year. But jury's out on whether he can do that or not. But let's go out to Ashburn. First day of the week, uh, Wednesday, first practice of the week on Wednesday. We can finally say it, the Commanders getting ready for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Ron Rivera, as you might expect as the regular season approaches, starting to cut down on the chit-chat after practice. But the good news is we get to ask him questions about Jacksonville. So, up first for Ron, uh, Trevor Lawrence. That is obviously the biggest problem that the commanders are going to have to solve on Sunday. So, we asked Ron, Trevor Lawrence, you've seen him on tape now. What do you see? What do you like? What scares you? Well, he's exactly what I thought he'd be. You know, he's, he's a... Uh guy with a tremendous skill set. He's uh, got a tremendous arm, and uh, the guy's capable of making plays. Mm, fascinating. Um, it wasn't all coach speak and cliches, though, uh, with Rivera. Uh, we also asked him, you know, how was practice today? You know, does this team look like a team that's ready to go? Now, obviously, you really don't expect. You would be surprised if he said, I got to tell you, we got a lot of work to do between – now in Sunday. But again, with Rivera, like so many coaches, you got to read between the lines. And while a lot of the starters didn't get a lot of time during the preseason, and that may be a mistake, Rivera likes where the team is right now as we get ready for Sunday. Well, I, I, I'm excited, to be honest with you, just because, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of our pieces back. And, and you know, we, we, we got a full complement of tight ends. We feel good about who all of our guards are, you know. So it's um, I'm excited. I mean, uh, I'm 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 fired up for who we can be. I, I like what we've seen so far. I thought today's practice was very spirited. They had a good tempo, um, a lot of uh, a lot of sharp crispness already. Something that we hope to carry on as as we practice the next couple of days and getting ready for Sunday. Getting ready for Sunday. There are some injury concerns that you've got. Cam Curl did not practice today. He's got a thumb that he is dealing with. Uh, by the way, when I say today, I mean Wednesday. We'll see later on in the week what his game status is. Rivera said that he was at the doctor today. We assume, again, it's because of the thumb. Everybody else either limited or they were a full go. Cam Sims, uh, with a, dealing with a concussion, still was limited. Logan Thomas, still dealing with his knee rehab, was limited. But good that he was limited and he's, you know, on the active roster and is is theoretically ready to go. Cole Turner's got a little bit of a hamstring issue. He was limited as well. But here's three uh, pieces of really good news. Tight end John Bates, full go at practice. Fedarian Mathis, full go at practice. And guard Trey Turner, full go at practice. Uh, the uh, Jaguars only have uh, one guy on their injury report right now. Uh, to be quite honest with you, it is a defensive lineman whose name I can't pronounce, and I'm not going to try. When we come back, we're going to hear from Carson Wentz, and then a little bit later, Chad Ryan of the Washington Rap joins us from halfway around the world. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Boys and girls, we are really, really excited to welcome a new sponsor here to the Bob Matthews Podcast on THPN. 
It is Raycon wireless earbuds. Now, you may have heard about these guys. Ray J is involved with them. I got me a pair the other day, and they are absolutely awesome. I mean, awesome. Been using them a lot at the gym. Uh, I made, I've got this playlist that I, I love at the gym, and I, I used the Raycon wireless earbuds with it, and it sounded fantastic. One reason it's been great to listen to with uh, Raycon earbuds is because they look, feel, and sound better than ever. They also pair almost instantaneously with any type of Bluetooth device. They got optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, and these earbuds are so comfortable. And get this, they will not budge. Trust me, I tried. It doesn't happen. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life. Raycons are priced right, too. You're not going to get taken like uh, some of those other companies that got them some earbuds out there might. Half the price of the other premium audio brands. No wonder that Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. You get three customizable sound profiles with your Raycon earbuds. You get earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Again, I use them at the gym. Love them there. Can't wait to take them on the plane uh, this fall with a couple of trips I got coming out. Uh, so try them. Trust me, you're going to love them. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today. You're going to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN and score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN. Welcome back to the show. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast as we get ready for week one. Commanders and Jaguars, a one o'clock kickoff at FedEx Field. Of course, be there for it and have exclusive locker room access for you after the game. All right, Carson Wentz at the podium after practice. Of course, one of the big stories that will be coming out this week, vis-a-vis Samuel Wentz, is the fact that he is going to be playing against his old coach in Doug Peterson. That was also one of the first questions we asked him when it comes to getting ready for week one here. Yeah, he meant a lot. Uh, meant a lot, you know, with um, the kind of whirlwind that year was, learning I was the starter eight days before the season, all those things. Um, he meant a lot. I thought he uh, was a great coach, great guy, fun to be around, uh, meant a lot over the years. Uh, went through some, a lot of good and some of the bad, obviously, all together, but uh, it means a lot to me. I think he, he always has a very offensive-minded coach, great coach, uh, a lot of respect for him over the years. And so, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Obviously, it's different uh, D coordinator. It's some different pieces over there. But, um, you know, I know I know he'll have his guys ready. Uh, I always felt ready when I played for him. So uh, I know his offense will be um, ready to do some good things. I'm confident in our defense at the same time. But uh, it'll be fun to, like I said, it'll be fun to compete against him. Sounds like there is a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. And I guess you really can't blame him after what happened in Philadelphia. This is a big week, though, and I, th I think we all know that. Um, the NFL is basically begging the commanders to get off to a 2-0 start. Jacksonville this week, Detroit next week. And hard knocks aside, there's really no way to sugarcoat it. These were two of the worst teams in the, t in the league last year. And neither one of them look like they're going to be some sort of a, a contender, you know, 
to start the season. If the Commanders can't go two and zero here, um, it, it it's they've got huge problems. You know, they've already it's already the debut game as the Commanders, no longer the Redskins. And if you want people to buy in at this point, you got to show them results almost immediately. We asked Carson about that, and he's leaning into it, saying he's excited to be a part of the new rebrand here. I think it's just it's cool. Um, you know, I think we we talk about football, 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 football. So it's it's you can lose sight of some of those things. Um, but at the same time, I think it's cool to be um, involved in something new. Uh, I think, and that's what we look forward to. Um, you know, going out there with with a new sense of of, of a mission, so to speak, and a new new purpose um, to some extent. But I think uh, guys are excited for it. Guys are excited for Week One, and you can kind of get lost in those things, knowing, hey, this is football. This is Week One. We got to go win a game. Um, but hopefully, we put a good product out there and give people something to cheer about. And it's a big game for Wentz because of the fact that we all remember what happened week 17 last year uh, for him and Indianapolis, uh, losing, losing to, the, uh, to the Jaguars and costing themselves, costing the team a playoff spot and Wentz his job as Indianapolis's starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think it obviously makes for a fun uh, story and, and all that, but for me it's, it's, it's week one. It's week one. It's another football game. Last year was last year. It was a different team. I was with a different team. They were coached by a different coach. Uh, a lot of lot of new things, a lot of new. And so uh, for me, this is an entirely new script that we're starting off and hopefully starting the right way. They better start the right way because this organization, more than any out there, needs a fast start. It's it's crucial. It's just crucial. I, I don't think you could say it any any other way than that. When we come back... Time to check in with our good friend Chad Ryan, Redskins insider from the other side of the world. Have we mentioned that before? Yeah, it's true. That's next. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Boys and girls, if we haven't made it clear to you yet, this is the first Sunday of the NFL season. It's here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL regular season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you're going to get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 and visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and older, 18 and older, New Hampshire and Wyoming. 
physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. By the way, select parishes in Louisiana. New customer offer, void in New Hampshire, Oregon, Ontario, Canada, $200 in free bets. New customers only valid, one per new customer, minimum $5 deposit, five minimum $5 wager, $200 issued as eight. $25 free bets ends 9-19-22 at 8 p.m. Early win, one early win token issued per eligible game. Opt-in required token expires at the start of the eligible game. Minimum money line bet is $1. Wagering limits apply. Wagers placed on both sides of the money line will void bet. Ends 1-8-23 at 8 p.m. Eastern. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. And the kickoff special continues as the Thunder from Down Under joins us. Commander's Insider by way of Melbourne, Australia, our Aussie Bureau Chief, Chad Ryan. We haven't talked to him in quite a while. Good to see you again, mate. How are you? Bob, g'day, buddy. How are you? Good to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Always a pleasure to come on and uh, talk nonsense with yourself. (laughs) Always a pleasure to have you, my friend. Always a pleasure to have you. So, um, you know, before we get into the interview, I do want to catch folks up who maybe are are just joining us. So how how does a bloke from North Melbourne, Australia... Uh, become a diehard fan of and coverer of the commanders, capitals, nationals. And then, of course, you, you know, you kind of broke, broke the chain there with the Celtics. But how did all of this happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. I do follow every Washington team except uh, the Wizards. Uh, the Celtics were the first American team I fell in love with when I was a kid. Back in the 90s, around the hype of basketball cards, I picked the Celtics and stayed loyal. But look, in terms of the Washington teams, um, you know, the short version of the story is that I love the town. I fell in love with the town. Um, had been there, you know, both for, you know, holiday, for recreation, for pleasure, and also for work. Um, you know, I work for government here in Australia, so obviously there's a lot of um, connection with the capital there and all the government bureaus in D.C. Uh, fell in love with the town, um, you know, then fell in love with the sport of football, um, which, you know, the the American football, the NFL season starts in September, roughly every year, uh, which is roughly when the Aussie rules football season ends every year. So it lined up really well um, in terms of the the scheduling with the exception of the time zones, because for the first four weeks of the season, Monday 3 a.m. is my wake up call because that's when Sunday 1 p.m. games uh looking forward to the season starting not looking forward to those first few weeks of bleary-eyed Monday afternoons um <laughs> and long long days um but yeah look uh excited to to see what the commanders can can produce on the field for their first for their inaugural season as the commanders absolutely all right so let's dive into it um I obviously you know we haven't been able to see in training camp for the last couple of years because of COVID and then because of children uh but you know I anybody that that follows you on Twitter and and we'll be giving the Twitter handle out in a minute because I I encourage everybody to follow Chad he's got some really good analysis on his page there but um from from your vantage point from down there um 
you know, what do you see that you like so far? And what do you see maybe that that gives you a, a little bit of concern? Oh, yes, yeah, sure, sure. So um, really simple. I like the offense. I don't like the defense. And mm. that's probably um, based purely on a combination of last year's results bleeding into perspe- uh, perceptions of what we saw in preseason this year, right? So, you know, with Carson Wentz, with Terry McLaurin, with Jahan Dotson, who looks really good as a rookie, with Curtis Samuel looking at least close to healthy, um, with the offensive line being solid, with the combination of Gibson, and then when he gets healthy, um, you know, Robinson at running back and with Logan Thomas at tight end, the offense is going to be okay. They're not going to be a top five offense in the NFL, but they shouldn't be a bottom five offense in the NFL either. They have talent and they've produced. Um, Carson Wentz just needs to be, you know, a slight upgrade on Taylor Heineke, who won, what, seven games last year um, for Washington. And I think he is. I think he is a slight upgrade on Taylor Heineke at the very minimum, right? So, uh, you know, I think we'd all be surprised if he's worse than Heineke performed last year. And, you know, we've seen him previously. We know what his, uh, you know, his strengths and his weaknesses are. And I think this team is built around that. The defense is where it's a little bit trickier because there is an enormous amount of talent on the defense, right? We've invested heavily in first round picks, especially in that front seven. The problem is they haven't been able to produce and really, you know, and I'm far from the only one saying this, you know, my good friend, Mark Bullock, who's, um, you know, a really X's and O's analysis kind of guy says similar things. Our guys aren't being used in ways that complements their strengths. Um, so unfortunately, you know, the, the results that we see from our defense don't match the investment that's been put into the defense. Um so yeah, that's that's where we're at. We need the defense to produce, and unfortunately, they haven't done it last year. They haven't looked great in preseason this year. Uh, we're going to start the season without probably our best player, Chase Young, who starts the season on the pup. So the defense is under pressure, and uh, I can see if they don't perform, you know, defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio won't be on the team for very long. Like he, if someone's going to get fired mid-season. I don't think it'll be a Ron Rivera. I think it'll be right. Rivera making the call on the defense that's clearly been underperforming. It, it boggled my mind. Uh, you know, obviously that, that third preseason game against the Ravens, you're not going to see anything. But it, it it really looked like against the Chiefs when that first unit was out there. I thought they looked like – I thought Del Rio looked like he was almost coaching scared. I mean, I, I'm watching and I'm like, are they in quarters coverage again? It, it seemed like – and I know you want to keep things vanilla, but – it seems like there's a real danger here that they're going to be playing that way once this, you know, when the regular season starts this weekend. Yeah. And look, I mean, that's, that's exactly right. So it's a combination of scheme and not, not putting guys in a position to succeed. Right. So too many times we've seen our DBs who, you know, we have a mix, like the way the roster was constructed isn't great. So we've got a mix of guys who are better at man coverage. We've got a, Right. Mix of guys were better at zone coverage. Um, ideally, you want to build a roster around the scheme that you want to run, right? So if you're going to be running a primarily man coverage or a cover two or, you know, a zone cover or some sort of mix scheme, you want to build your defense with guys who excel in those schemes. And unfortunately, this roster hasn't been built in that way. Um, but even then, you can you can adapt that to to implement a flexible defense that can still sort of cover some of those deficiencies, right? And Jack Rio doesn't do that. Um, now, there is the possibility that they're running very, very simple schemes in preseason and 
one will see something completely different, but that wasn't the case last year. Um, so I don't see any reason to believe that'll be the case this year, but you know, when you've got, when you've got guys like William Jackson, um, playing, you know, soft coverage, starting, you know, 10, you know, bump coverage, 10 yards back from the line of scrimmage, you're not equipping these guys for success because that's not what he's ever been good at in the NFL. Um, so there's ways that you can, I guess, mitigate the weaknesses of this defense via your scheme. And that's just not what we've been seeing. Um, so yeah, that that's my concern. <laughs> Offensively, I think you, you, me, and, and a lot of other people are a lot more optimistic about the offense. How about these tight ends that uh, they picked up both, um, you know, after the draft and in the late rounds of the draft? This is it, it's it fascinates me how quickly that position went from a, a position of incredible concern with Logan Thomas being hurt to now they they got three or four guys here that can play and maybe play well. Yeah, look, I mean, and uh, th- there's a couple of guys, um, you know, who I, I guess high ceilings, low floors, right? And that's, right. that's, that's the deal with them. Like they have the physical t- talent, the physical tools, um, now we just need to see if they can play football, I guess, is, you know, to put it really, really bluntly, <laughs> uh, you know, guys like Cole Turner and Armani, Armani Rogers, um, they look like they, they look like football players, right? Like they have the build, they look like what you want a tight end to look like. Um, now we just need to see if they can produce, they're going to get opportunities. We know Carson Wentz is a quarterback who looks for tight ends quite often. I mean, you know, probably some of his best throws and his best results, uh, more so at Philly than at Indianapolis came when he was throwing to Zach Ertz, right? So you hope that Logan Thomas can replicate some of that this year, but there's going to be opportunities for those other guys as well. So uh, it should be an exciting year to own those tight ends in fantasy football or daily fantasy, especially if like a Logan Thomas is out injured or we know he's going into a game, not a hundred percent. Someone like a John Bates or an Armani Rogers, if they're active on game day, they're going to get opportunity. They're going to see balls throwing that away. So there's, there's, you know, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's the way it is with daily fantasy. You got to zig when the other guys zag. What was your take on on the Carson Wentz acquisition to begin with? I personally thought that <laughs> when you looked at at his departure from from Indianapolis, everybody says, "Oh, third team in three years." I think a lot of people miss the fact that you know the Ursay family until they had the good fortune to flip a coin and it landed on Peyton Manning instead of Ryan Leaf was not exactly you know one of the you know considered league intellectuals here. I mean, it, it is quite possible that you know that Jim Ursay made a huge mistake in letting a guy go that played fairly well last year until that last game. Yeah, look, I, I think. I don't think the Ursay Wentz um, relationship broke down because of on-field results. Let's put it that way. Uh, I think, you know, Jim Ursay didn't agree with Carson Wentz's philosophy on the COVID vaccination stuff. And that sort right. of um, eroded the foundation of trust that you need between a quarterback and an owner. I mean, when, when Wentz was traded to, to Washington, you look at all his Colts teammates, they were all, you know, we'll miss you Carson. Thanks for everything. Like they were very effusive about, you know, it having enjoyed playing with Carson. So given that, like if that wasn't there, you'd be concerned. Like if, if both the owner and his teammates were happy to see him go, then you'd be like, ah, what, what are we actually buying here? But given that all his teammates were uh, effusive, you have to think that this is just a relationship breakdown between two individuals. The owner's always going to win because that's just the reality of 
the way the NFL is structured um, and potentially, and you hope so, you hope this is the case, uh, Washington got themselves a quarterback in a, in a reasonably good situation. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. All right. So it's Sunday morning or it, it, it's Monday morning for you in North Melbourne. Uh, it's three o'clock. You're, 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 and believe me, I know how that feels after doing morning drive for as many years as I did. You're watching the game. It's a three thirty, three forty-five. What will you see that will tell you things are going in the right direction? What will tell you things may be going in the wrong direction and you're concerned? If we're getting coverage sacks, that that's going to be the big indicator for me. So and we know, you know, we already spoke about this, how much talent is in our front seven, even with right. Chase Young beginning the season on the pup list. Um, our, our defensive backs, our, our secondary, the schemes there haven't looked great. Um, and because of that, they've, you know, and we saw this all last year, opposition quarterbacks had really ample opportunity to make quick throws, right? right. Uh, guys were getting open fast. And because they were open fast, our defensive front wasn't getting time to get to the quarterback. Um, you know, even if it's like, even if a guy is unblocked on a, on a five step drop back, a seven step drop back, it takes between one and a half to two and a half seconds for a, a fast rusher to get to the quarterback. Um, now that's, you know, that's a guy that's getting unblocked. If you need to quickly beat a block, shed a block, you know, with a good swim move or a spin move or something like that. If you're Jonathan Allen coming up the middle or if you're Montez Sweat coming off the edge, you probably need on average two and a half to three seconds to get to the quarterback. Now, if guys aren't open and the quarterback needs to hold the ball, uh, that's where we, you know, that's where we know that things are working well for this scheme because that's sort of how this defense is structured, right? Like it, the front seven has a lot more investment, a lot more talent than the secondary. Um, so that'll be when I know things are going well, if we're getting coverage sacks, because if we're not getting coverage sacks, if we're, you know, letting um, Trevor Lawrence get the ball out really quick on three-step drops and, you know, first reads, that's going to be tough to win because our defense isn't structured to defeat that. So that's, um, that's an indicator. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Uh, so final question before we get out of here, but record wise, you know, I have heard, I think you can logically make a case for anywhere from about seven to, I still say 11 wins. Maybe I'm being a little optimistic, what do you think? You got a chance now, uh, record prediction at the end of the year. Where is this team? Yeah, look, I mean, not to not to dodge your answer. I try not to do, you know, full season record predictions uh, at the start of the season because there's so many variables, right? Like one key injury and everything. So it's always an activity, but it's a little tricky. But what I will look at, what I will say is you look at the first four games of the season for Washington. They start at home three times in a row and then their fourth game is at, Jerry World in Dallas against the uh, the Cowboys. So there's four, in theory, winnable games for Washington to start the season. You know, they open at home against Jacksonville. I, sorry, they, I, I lied. I, I misread it. It's uh, two at home, two away. Right. Ford Field is not FedEx Field. Um, so <laughs> Jacksonville, then at Detroit, then home for the Eagles, and then at Jerry World. Um, four winnable games. Four tough games, especially, you know, the last two. The Eagles look like they're going to be strong this year, and the Cowboys, you know, that's always a dogfight. But four winnable games, like we shouldn't be thinking that any of those four games is an automatic loss. So it's four weeks, we are two or two and better Then playoffs are absolutely in the equation for the commanders this year. If we're one and three or worse, then obviously it's going to be a pretty long right, season. Before, um, 
But, you know, this is look at this as an opportunity for Washington because the, these first four games are, are bellwethers. Like we are going to know who we are after these first four games. So right. not every not every team across the NFL has winnable games in their first two, in their first three, in their first four weeks. Some teams have really tough schedules to open the season. Uh, Washington isn't one of those teams. We have a, a good schedule. Uh, you got to capitalize on that if you're serious about going into the postseason this year. Yeah, yeah, the the NFL is just begging them to open up at least two and zero. All right, so week one, it's a big weekend. Does Mrs. Chad Ryan make Pavlova to celebrate? That's that that's really the <laughs> big question for me. Well, no, she's vegan, and that's all eggs. So oh, no, no Pavlova in the house. Ah, oh, damn! I yeah. love Pavlova. I used to have an Australian neighbor. She made it for Boxing Day. It was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Ever. All right. Uh, give everybody the, the Twitter hit so, so that you'll, you'll be active on Twitter this year. Uh, we 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 get to see the Commander's Capital Connection back this year on YouTube. What are your plans here this year? Being yeah, so the Washington Raps. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Things have quietened down through the pandemic and uh, becoming a father of a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at chadwico.tww. Um, and the Washington Wrap on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all those places is where you'll find our work. Um, a little more infrequent than previous years um, because the availability is a little less at the moment with two kids under three, but oh, you know, yeah. we'll still oh, be yes. doing it. So we'll still have fun with it. <laughs> awesome. Chad Ryan, thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your day down there. And uh, go Roos uh, on the Aussie season. <laughs> thank you, Bob. Always a pleasure. All right, that's going to do it for us. So glad that, that Chad Ryan was able to join us. Uh, go check out Chad. He does a really, really good job. We will talk to you post-game. Commanders and Jaguars, it's finally here. Remember, your exclusive locker room access right here. Spotify, iTunes, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Have a good one. Enjoy week one, everybody. And remember, like the wise men once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you're white.